Okay, so today I want to go over some of the more recent news that's been happening in the markets. And I want to start off with the whole repo and the Fed's reverse repo market. Now, I don't want to talk too much about repo. I don't want to get too much into reverse repo. Um, I could do that a little bit later, but right now I just want to kind of give my analysis, you could say, on some of the news that has been happening. And so, you know, the big news now is that the Fed has been doing a lot more reverse repo than it has before. And so, you know, I guess historically speaking, and again, reverse repo is a relatively new thing. So it's not like you have a whole far timeline of history to go back to and look at. But you know, still historically speaking, you know, we've had re reverse repo for, I don't know how many years, um, but it, it's a pretty short period of time. But you know, nonetheless, it's, it's still at a reasonable levels um, compared to the old highs. They're not, you know, groundbreaking levels, but they're still really high compared to the past two or three years or so. And so, that's been getting a lot of attention, but you know, you might really ask why does the Fed need to do so much reverse repo? Because the last time they had to do it in 2019 was to lower the repo rate, right? Back then the repo rate spiked to like 8% or something like that. And so, you know, the, the, or, or, or maybe 10%, I think it's 10% that, you know, the repo rate uh, uh, spiked so high that you know, the whole, the whole repo market was crashing. Now the Fed had to go in and, and add liquidity or lend into the repo market for the market not to crash. It's kind of like QE almost, but just, just short term uh, into the re repo market. And it's doing it now again. And so the interesting thing is that this time the repo rate didn't go up, you know, it just kept on going lower and lower and lower. And the Fed's still doing all this reverse repo and the rates are just still going lower. And so, you know, that's a confusing uh, kind of situation you have here where the Fed is doing so much reverse repo, uh, unusually high levels, um, but the, the, the rate on the repo uh, is, is so low. And so, you know, there's a couple of factors you might have to look into here. Uh, one is the volume of repo transactions. That's, that's an interesting uh, aspect of the whole repo market, but the volume. Now, I don't know what it is, and I, I don't know if you could actually uh, see a too detailed uh, statistic of it but you know if you see if you look at the daily volume of repo if you somehow figure that out um then that would be very beneficial in kind of understanding what's happening in the repo market and if the repo markets have good collateral because maybe a situation that you could have is you know the repo market guys don't have good collateral and so i mean rates are so low and so do I really want to lend to the other person in repo under such low rates? And so when you have all the, you know, you, you still have a lot of people who want to borrow, 
but maybe you don't have that many people want to lend. And so if you don't have that many people want to lend, and if you look at the repo market's volume fall, well, then that could be an indication of bad collateral or bad credit risk or high credit risk. And so, you know, maybe the Fed's coming in to do uh, reverse repo because of that reason. I mean, that, that could be a reason uh, for why the Fed would want to do reverse repo when the repo rates are so low, right? Because nobody wants to lend. But, but at the same time, not, I assume that must mean that at the same time, uh, not that many people want to borrow. Because, you know, if, if everyone wants to borrow, but at the same time, no one wants to lend, well, then interest rates on the, the uh, repo uh, in the repo market is going to go flying. But you have a situation here where, you know, I, and again, I don't know the volume, but the repo rates, at least now, are still low. And so that's, that's a very interesting situation we have here. But what I want to go into is a more, uh, a more interesting uh, topic. And it's, it's a lot less confusing and a lot less uh, shadowy or hidden than the, or hard to understand than the whole repo system. And this is a lot easier to understand. And all you need to know to understand this is basically, uh, I don't know, elementary school level math to understand this. And what it is, is basically, you know, we had Janet Yellen here, you know, she was talking about how, I think um, the budget that, you know, the treasury has to spend was, hasn't changed or hasn't increased inflation adjusted uh, since like 2010 or something. So the US government's budget hasn't increased since 2010 inflation adjusted. So basically she's saying we need to spend more money because, well, I guess in, in that logic, it would make sense because we have a bigger GDP so we can afford to spend more money. Yeah, all you know, it, it makes sense. But I think she's missing a key detail to that. And basically, the detail is, I mean, look at the, the budget deficits. If you want to talk about the the fact that the budget hasn't increased, okay, well, then what about the budget deficits? Those has, you know, those have increased basically to the moon, right? But, you know, that's like saying, you know, your cup of water is not filled high enough, but then you have two cups. But so, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense because you have a base amount and then you have an extra amount going over that base amount. And that creates the total money you spend. And so she's basically saying, okay, well, you know, the, 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 uh, the budgets, I mean, they haven't increased. So, but it doesn't even matter if the budgets don't increase because if you're going to be running these fiscal deficits or these budget deficits all the time, well, then it doesn't even matter what the budget is. You know, you're going to be going over all the time. And so increase it or don't increase it, it doesn't matter. Because what matters at the end of the day is how much money you spend. And again, you know, all the money that the, the government spends is basically present or future taxation. 
And you know, if you don't want higher taxes, which the bankers don't, because you just had Jamie Dimon uh, say that if you have this global uh, corporate tax system, well, then a lot of U.S. companies are going to move to foreign countries. They're going to go offshore, and that makes sense. I mean, that's that's obvious, right? It doesn't it doesn't require a genius to understand that fact. If you if you're going to tax someone higher, well, then of course there's a higher likelihood of them escaping to a different country to pay less taxes. And, and well, of course, legally too. And so they don't have to play all these expensive accounting games. You know, they're, they're probably spending, you know, a lot of these companies are spending millions, I don't know, maybe billions, that's possible, on, on accounting, just, just to avoid paying all these taxes. And so, you know, people like Janet Yellen, and of course, the government right now, uh, the U.S. government and governments pretty much almost everywhere in the world want to spend more money, want to tax more. And I mean, does that work out too well? I don't know. But at the very least, I, I, well, first of all, I don't think it's going to work out well in the long run. And second of all, you know, Janet Yellen's reason is just terrible. It's just a terrible reason to spend more money because you know, the, the logic makes no sense at all. If you're just going to look at the budget, but you don't look at your budget deficits to, to see how much you're spending, that, that, that just makes no sense. And so, you know, you, you kind of use basic mathematics. And if, if you wouldn't use that, well, then running a treasury department wouldn't make a lot of sense for you.